Hey, listener, Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. You can play Pick'em. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big. You can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night. That's right. I didn't say 10. I didn't say 20. Up to 100 times your money. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick them entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Hit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick'em special. Must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got in trouble. <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming it's like <laughs> follow us for free on apple podcasts and all major podcast platforms for more information go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our instagram or tiktok at chinwagpod or on twitter at chinwag underscore pod R Slash is a hilarious podcast where Dabney Bailey uses ridiculous voices and emotions to read aloud the week's craziest Reddit posts. He reenacts various Reddit threads covering wild stories and secrets, petty revenge, relationships, and much more. So if you're looking for a daily distraction and a laugh, check out R Slash wherever you get your podcasts. Previously on Cinephobe. Afternoon delight. Cocktails and
Uncle Frank from Home Alone, not our Uncle oh, Frank, damn. is checking women out as he walks the resort and James Eckhouse, briefly in the background, cruises the bartender. Buddy! Hey, buddy! It's not buddy, it's pal. Oh. Brochure promised him a drink on the house, pal, and that's when Elizabeth's shoe crashes to the bar. Her friend passed out on the beach, needs a phone. Cruz jumps the bar. He was looking for any excuse to stop bartending. Run to her friend, and she was drinking champagne in the sun. Perfume going in, sewage coming out. This woman could be dying. I literally have to know, I don't want Mace to clip it. I want him to say it, because I knew you would say it in that exact voice. <laughs> Everything is sewage coming out. That's true. That's a good point. Well, not with you, Mike, right? No, no, it's <laughs> mainly soup. <laughs> Poop soup? She'll be okay. Someone's going to go to the office to call an ambulance. They're sitting in the ambulance and it's time to go and Cruz and Shu are flirting their asses off. Don't worry, be happy, please. I don't want to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. She can never make up her mind. Uh, oh, bar banter. Bar banter with <laughs> alcohol poisoning. Barf banter. <laughs> she comes back to the bar looking for Cruz. He welcomes her to the most humble, dishonorable establishment. His worthless, useless services are at her disposal. Very self-deprecating. And Kokomo and Don't Worry, Be Happy back-to-back on this soundtrack. That's two bangers. It's pretty impressive. He offers a rum specialty drink. She wants a beer. My kind of woman. James Eckhouse still in the background collecting those extra checks. It's happy hours all day there, Zach. <laughs> it never stops. It's a Flanagan's. It's a, it's a Flanagan's. <laughs> he said some bullshit line or something about happy hour and spouses. I don't know. Spouse soused. He's the bartender poet. I can't take more of this fucking like one-liners from the bartender. Dude. Highest evolution of the species. Boozes New Yorkus. She even comments on it. She's like a bartender with a line for everything. Same note too, brah. Yeah, and this is where I wrote, just fucking get over it. <laughs> when he's walking across, he says, Mark, I haven't forgotten about you. And Mark says, no problem. And Mark sounded exactly like Zach Harper. What? He sounded exactly like you. I like I fucking jumped. I was Good pipes? Maybe. She's impressed with his skills. Doug is walking around the bar. Now I have to make sure I go back to that scene before this rental fucking expires. Because I will rent it again to see if it sounds like me. <laughs> You're that vain. I'm that vain. Absolutely. <laughs> Doug is walking around the bar, sits down next to Shu, asks her if she wants to see a grown man cry like a baby. Oh, you slick pimp, Coglin. Hey, bartender, know how to make a red eye? Cruz turns around, smiles, and laughs. Coglin's law. <laughs> never show <Yeah>. surprise. <laughs> never lose your cool. What does that mean? Why is that applicable here? The best part is that every time he drops a Coglin's Law, it's the first time anybody's heard it. But he right. says it like he just has a pamphlet that he hands out to everybody that you should be memorizing. Hour left in this movie. That's my next note. To your detriment. <laughs> and only like three complete plot shifts to go. Doug wants him to say how good he looks. Cruz says you look like a guy who dyes his hair and shaves with a Brillo pad. A guy who gets an erection on his birthday if the wind is right. Get him. Oh, green Jimmy the cricket suit wearing ass motherfucker. Get him. Oh, short Colin Powell haircut having ass motherfucker. Son, get him. Little Angela Davis mustache wearing ass motherfucker. Get him. Little Richard Pryor short cut fade having around the side wearing motherfucker. The banter here is just this yeah. rising this is also where I wrote once again, just fucking get it over with. <laughs> Doug puts his arm around shoe and says, isn't this great? Two years we haven't seen each other. We just flow into the act. <laughs> Two years have passed and Tom Cruise still hasn't fixed that tape job. <laughs> Cruise says, stop molesting the customers. 
Doug orders a daiquiri. Talk Cruz everything he knows. She doubts that. Doug says, don't waste her loyalty on him. He'll dump her after V-Day. Wouldn't it be before V-Day? Why would you dump somebody after V-Day? He's not an animal. You're not good with calendars. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that today? <laughs> it's an alternate universe. TGI Fridays is popping, and <laughs> the day you, you break up after Valentine's Day. And City College is the height of education <laughs> for the business world. <laughs> and all popular clubs feature no music, just poetry. <laughs> just poetry. <laughs> <laughs> no music, no drinks. Is this Jamaica? Because everybody is dressed far too warmly for this to be Jamaica. Not... A minority to be seen. Oh, no, there are the little homeless kids. When- oh, that's- <laughs> also, Owen, the driver of the ambulance. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Yeah. Oh, who knows exactly what Brian is doing. And it's like, Brian, you got to Yo. wrap this up, dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> Close the deal, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was one man to let us know we were in Jamaica. Hit the road, man. And not in Kokomo. Not in Kokomo. Why did they write Kokomo for a scene in Jamaica? Cruz has the 10-minute entrepreneur book behind the bar. Yeah, we've graduated. We've had to fast-track the dreams now. 10-minute yes. entrepreneur. Eight-minute abs. Flanagan <laughs> <laughs> is a dreamer who doesn't realize the doors are shut. She says maybe he wants to open them. Then he needs to steal the key, sweetheart. Doug says he doesn't have to steal a key anymore. He's had his miracle. Some Alki remember you in his will? Better. I'm in love. There's my miracle. And it's Kelly Lynch. You mean Pocahontas over there? Reference. How dare you speak that way about my wife? She has millions. 20th century. The love of a good woman has made him see the light. Cut to the island version of this magic moment. Oh, steel drums. Oh, my God. Contemporary music. The, uh clothing that this guy the lead singer has on <laughs> shiny shirt shiny jacket shiny pants and yet none of them match it's gonna be a deep cut but i can't wait for chris cody to have that on the grid of death punishment <laughs> <laughs> have to dress like that guy yeah. there's that and the red eye <laughs> the red that, eye. that'll just call Coughlin's law don't you dare <laughs> Coughlin's law i've never seen a club with such intense dance vibes what does that mean yeah we're not into that poetry shit any dancing at all <laughs> is a lot for them let's decimate this dance floor and then they just go make out they've known each other for 10 hours elizabeth shoe elizabeth shoe kind of the sarah fawcett of the 80s hair attractive woman better actress though is she she was in better movies I like Elizabeth Shue. You don't like Elizabeth Shue? She's a fine actress. I don't think she's great. I feel like she's underrated, whereas I would say I think Farrah Fawcett is a little overrated as an actress. Okay. Properly rated. Kelly, I fucks Cruz a bunch of times here. She sure does. There's so much of that in this movie. Cruz says it's simple. She's a rich chick whose family owns half of Manhattan. Just to piss them off, she decided to marry a bartender. True love. Everyone's dancing. We got making out on the beach. Elizabeth Shue had a premonition when she came down there. She was going to meet someone. Mm-hmm. He says she still has time. Some woman must have really done a job on you. Why does it always have to be a woman? Doug could have done it. Doug did do it. Banter. <laughs> wait, Doug, wait, hold on. Not Doug could have done it. Doug did do no, it. No, Doug. He and Doug did Doug not did fuck. Absolutely. Not yet. Doug did the number on him. Doug though. did the number. Yeah. It would have been fine with Gina Gershon if not for Doug. Yeah. It's Doug's fault, man. She's like all women. No, she's not. They make out some more. He's like all men. No, he's not. <laughs> she asks if it's a one night stand time. And he says, it doesn't make you a bad person. But are your parents rich? That's the real <laughs> yeah. question. How much are you liquid right now? <laughs> hey, what does that mean? What is he asking there? <laughs> <laughs> 
How liquid are you right now? <laughs> so liquid I slipped off this bar stool. <laughs> so liquid right now. <laughs> Cruz asked if her parents own half of Manhattan. Her virtue is quite safe with him. This evening, anyway. Cut to them riding horses on the beach and racing. Falling in love montage. And we're gonna need a Have I ridden a horse? Or do you mean like regularly? I shouldn't be surprised because it's Tom Cruise, but I was surprised. Like, yo, that motherfucker's riding the fuck out of that horse. Right. I guess I'm more surprised that she did because that's her. You're scouting. Do you do a lot of research on horse riding techniques? No, I'm just, I'm just asking. Do you ride horse? Do you ride, like, you had to get on a horse and make that horse run. It's a confusing question because you're saying, do we do it? Like it's a regular thing. I said, can you ride a horse? Is and what then I- you're saying Tom Cruise did it well. Right. He did do it well. Yeah. You can ride a horse? Yeah. Oh. Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same character. <laughs> Look at how convincing yeah. I was. Sean is like, ass oh, off right there. Really do it. I conveyed that in just a zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I've ridden a horse before, and it went fine. Save a horse. Like fast? It was like a good trot. I wasn't like, no, yeah, no, no. let's go. Like, like that shit. That's what I'm like, galloping on a beach. It wasn't a Kentucky Derby. I'm actually scared of horses. I rode a horse when I was little, and it took off, and it did the two legs in the air thing, and it just terrified me, so. Oh, wow. You had the high-o silver. Yeah, it was a rogue horse. Did Matthew McConaughey have to save you, like J-Lo and the Wedding Planner? Yeah. I needed a horse whisper. Robert Redford <laughs> was a ranch hand, and he lassoed the horse in. She tries to tackle him in the water. I don't know. It's a whole montage. It doesn't matter. What the fuck is the point of this movie? There is no point. It's a great question. There is no point. Chase money. Cocktails and dreams. I mean, cocktails and dreams. Find yourself a sugar mama. She's sketching of it's her obsession, not her profession. She's a waiter till she pays her rent. Jerry's Deli, famous cement Danish or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> he snatches the sketch pad from her so he can see it. Same note too, bro, because I had checked out by that point. Jerry's famous Deli is a legit famous Deli. She drops him to the ground in a very impressive takedown. And then did they bang teeth? Like, in real life? He hadn't fixed them yet, so possibly. Probably, right? Yeah. What if this is a shared universe with the Karate Kid? Oh, okay. That's definitely no. what I was thinking. No, them no, no. sparring on the beach in the waves. I like that. But no, but she, that other one, Elizabeth Shue and Karate Kid lives in the valley. This one's from New York City. Yeah, but this was four years later. But they're both rich, though. That's true. You got a point. Mm-hmm. Right? Because isn't she a rich family? Of course. Yeah. Lives in the Valley. Everyone in the Valley is rich, except for that deadbeat <laughs> Italian, Tony <laughs> LaRusso. Or whatever, Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> you white, then you've been Affleck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're sitting having drinks. He says the guy who made the tiny drink umbrellas. One guy must be exhausted. Banter? Cruz says the guy makes 10 billion of those a year and he's a millionaire. Ashtrays, sugar packets. The guy that's a millionaire off of drink umbrellas is not physically making them himself. Also, I don't even know if that's a thing. If you make 10 billion of those, what do they cost? Five cents? One cent? There's nothing interesting in this back and forth other than he's obsessed with money. And then at one point he busts into like a cuck O'Leary accent. Yes, he does. Same, Same note, note too, cuck. Stop feeling so sorry for yourself, Flanagan. They do unleash the word flugelbender. Sure. For the plastic cap on shoelaces. They fuck in a waterfall, but throw their swimsuits aside 
lost them, right? Now they got to walk home naked. Not getting those back. And all I could think of when she leans back into the waterfall is Nomi doing the helicopter move in Showgirls, <laughs> which was a much more passionate love scene than this one. Jesus, Elizabeth Shue, I had no idea. What? You had no idea? The rack? Did not know. Two Americas. There you go. Underrated. Underrated. The criminally underrated Elizabeth Shue. Then they fuck on the beach. He's talking about staying on the beach forever, build a hut, fish, pick coconuts, make skirts. No, I do the fishing and coconut picking. Their kids would look great in dreadlocks. Oh, I'm problematic. (laughs) She's a problem. The best part is he goes... Kids? (laughs) Kids? <laughs> Foreboding. <laughs> Cut to crew standing bar. Doug wants to know how he's making out with the blonde chippy. This man's phenomenal. Put him in a room full of women and he goes for the poorest and the dumbest every single time. That's not a wife. That's my wife. <laughs> this is a wife. <laughs> this is a scene where I literally needed that rubber thing they put in your mouth so you don't swallow your tongue. Because the banter over the top. It's too much. You know what they say about sexual vanity in men over 40? It's the first sign of senility. Please try to keep your envy in check. Ooh, envy. Please, fuck already. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the love story here. That's the romance. That's the rom and rom-com. It's their relationship. He's my protege. I told him all I know. Together with a token might get me on a subway. <laughs> you can only take a guy so far. Then it's a question of biology. Biology is destiny. Ah, the old philosopher. Bong, 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 bong. That's basically what happened. Have they ever had a real conversation? No. It's just all bullshit. There are two kinds of people in this world. The workers and the hustlers. The hustlers never work and the workers never hustle. And you, my friend, are a worker. I tried to beat that out of you, but it's ingrained in your immigrant blood. Immigrant blood? Ooh. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, Coco Leary. Hello, Oprah. <laughs> Brian Flanagan. (laughs) (laughs) Mocking him for taking pride in his work. Cruz is scrambling and says, look, Bozo, if you think I'm stuck in this gig, face it. You're a career proletarian. Standing in a puddle so long, he's got webbed feet. I thought that was a callback. I said, wet feet? This movie's exhausting at this point. There's so much movie There's so much, and I'd like to say so much happens, but really only like one thing happens. Doug says he's not a closer. Rich woman sits down at the bar. Doug says, rich, ripe, and out of your league. Cruz says she was there the other night checking him out. More bar banter because she had 15 minutes to kill. Doug says to get her, he'd have to get over on her. Her manager's lawyers, trustees made in her tennis coach. Her tennis coach. 50 bucks says he doesn't make it over the bar. Is this why I can't get a drink? <laughs> no one can get a drink at these bars. I would love to see the, the Yelp reviews for the TGI Fridays <laughs> and for this hut in Jamaica. Two guys just would not stop talking to each other. One of them didn't even work there. Just fuck already. In the Yelp. Two stars. Just fuck already. You know how they changed the name of Edge of Tomorrow to Live, Die, Repeat? Yeah. Cocktail needs to be changed to just fuck already. <laughs> just fuck already. Cock tease. <laughs> she orders a vodka on the rocks with a squeeze of lime. He says it's the tropics. Try a jus de mood, juice of love. Ooh. Nothing short of divine. And this is the third movie in rom-com yes. month where a drink order is overwritten. What <laughs> the you. hell? That's a theme, man. Nothing more romantic. Excuse me, do I have fuck me written on my forehead? <laughs> Can't see a thing without my contacts. His eyes are so crazy. 
in this moment. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's something going on. She's got a cigarello or something that she's about to light up. What was that? She looks like Cruella DeVille. <laughs> she reimagined in 1988. <laughs> what if Cruella DeVille worked in marketing? <laughs> but it is a great disarming way to respond to anybody. Excuse me. Do I have fuck me written over my forehead? You're just full of confidence, aren't you? Kind of makes it curious, don't it? And then as she's looking to light that cigarello, <laughs> oh, he boy. throws a matchbook with a lit match to the counter in front of her. That is a fucking move. At a bar full of alcohol. <laughs> One false step. <laughs> and we've seen it with ice. He's not good with that. No, no, they're not accurate. So that was pretty impressive. In a hut. That could easily burn down after the alcohol catches fire. Dangerous game. Everybody dies. That is a dangerous game right there. Doug says he struck out. Cruz says game's not over yet. Wouldn't be fun if they fell over with their legs in the air. Calls him back over. Shoe starts walking up after hours. She sees Cruz walking away with the rich woman. She walks off, sits in the sand, kind of acting her ass off here. Devastated. A little bit of a tear forming. Jimmy Cliff song reprise. Next morning. Cruz is leaving the rich woman's place. He looks regretful. Probably didn't get the reverse 69. Tidy whiteys. Very 20 CB. He's running, gets to Shoe's place, asks her friend where she is. Not her friend. Her friend's name is Dulcie. Dulcie. That's not a name. And Dulcie acts her ass firmly on in this scene. On. 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 What did you do to her anyway? And then he no, just walks away like a psychopath. Yeah, no respect for women at all. <laughs> Doesn't answer. In this film. So she caught a flight after crying on the beach when the bar was closed, which has to be after midnight. So there's no way there's a flight anywhere before like 6 a.m. Bad logistics. <laughs> well, yeah, and you're cutting it close there. You got to go through customs. Yeah, you make your flight or you don't. Oh, no. Knock at his door as he lays in bed. It's the rich woman. She's been thinking about him all day. Got that dick. Plane ride will cure that. What I got, there ain't no cure for. Herpes? Syphilis? <laughs> Does she have AIDS? Like, it is it's late 80s, man. That's something you got to disclose up front. He can't send her away like this. Her business will go to hell. She'll write bad checks. That's bad business, you know? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> to the wrong people? Or what do you mean bad checks? Like, they won't... Cash? What are you talking about? All he knows about business is you don't give away free drinks. Yeah, that's it. That's the top of his knowledge. How are there 45 more minutes in this movie? <laughs> now he's on the boat with Kelly and Doug. Doug's studying the market because his greatest talent is reading between the lines. Kelly comes down the ladder in a G-string right into the shot. I mean, cheeks situation? Uh, She is on non-zero cheeks level. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Doug says Kelly's old man has backed him in the most luxurious joint Manhattan has ever seen. Opens in a couple weeks. Head bartender if Cruz wants to come back with him. Cruz has plans of his own. Rich woman hooking him up with her business. Doug says... Get man, eh? His conscience is killing him because of shoe leaving. Bottle of Louis Dre. Louis Dre's. Working for Doug by St. Patty's Day. Then we get some exposition to let us know. That's a $500 bottle of brandy. And they high five. Yeah. Back in New York, aerobics instructor on TV wakes him up from the rich girl's bed. She asks him for carrot juice. Get yourself some. And he goes every fucking uh, morning. 20th century, bitch. What a time. Aerobics, carrot juice. Now it's celery juice. Now it's celery juice for sure. Yeah. On a Peloton. Oh, celery juice. That was a time. What happened there? What was that wistful look off in? <laughs> I don't really like being able to see Amin's eyes during this podcast. I don't know if he's watching porn or if he's like got a celery juice story. <laughs> uh, I got a celery juice. So let's just say the celery juice story happens at 11 11. 
You should have said Coglin's Law before that. <laughs> <laughs> Coglin's Law. The Sotheby's story happens at 11-11. She's on the phone. There's a lot of business jargon. And she can't just be shoving her boyfriend down their throats. She's got to wait. Mm. Baby. Baby. Wait six months. He'd still be the youngest sales manager in the business. Slow burn. Like the herpes. He stalks. It can't be cured. He stalks you at Jerry's Deli. He walks away. Nighttime. Get out of a limo. Cabby yells, limo drivers are all alike. Stand around with your finger up your ass. Taxi driver banter. She's hobnobbing. She asks Cruz to take her coat. He's drinking heavily at this art exhibit like a mean at Summer League. She tries to cut him off. Ryan. Barney. What are we playing? Musical highballs here? Come on, heel, boy. Heel. Come again? Mm. Haven't got this one party broken yet, have you, Bonnie? Brian, this is Robert Powell. He's the sculptor. Oh. Shakes his hand. Interesting work. Urban and orientation. How did you get the cockroach to stand still? And that's when he gets pushed by the sculptor. The sculptor started this shit, man. Yeah. He did. It's true. Like, what the fuck? Super disrespectful. <laughs> Tom Cruise wasn't bothering anybody. No. This guy not only started, like, cracking jokes and shit at his expense... But then makes it physical. He takes another step over the line and shoves him. You know what? You deserve to get your ass beat. Yeah. Cruz pushes him, says you're ugly. Robert punches him. Cruz kicks him in the shin, hits him, and pushes him into his own sculpture. Not a good comeback by Cruz there. You're ugly. I don't know. This dude was ugly, and probably that's something that fuels his art. You know? (laughs) Mm. Art. That's the only way you can get laid. Art is pain. His sculpture was ugly as fuck, too. It was. He was so sad when it knocks over. Oh, he's devastated. Oh, with his look, when it breaks, he's like, oh, no, my life's work. <laughs> Acting his ass off. He was. He was yeah. great. Cruz leaves. He's waiting outside. She walks out, and he says the suspense is killing him. No. Oh. He needs to apologize. Talk is over. It doesn't matter. Hands her some keys. There's a couple in the background that are going to absolute fucking town. I said, yo. Get a fucking room. They're going to reverse 69. Just fuck already. Just fuck already. <laughs> There's a dig about leaving spam in the refrigerator because apparently she doesn't cook. And she smacks the shit out of him. And yells, bastard. Now, mind you, by the time that's done happening, the couple, they're gone. I said, huh, I guess they did get a room. <laughs> they did fuck already. Have you guys ever been slapped by a woman before? Yes. Yeah, that was fish in a barrel. But Maze and, and, and Mike, have either of you no. been slapped by a woman before? No. Okay. Never? Not as an adult. What about a child? Yeah, as a child, I was slapped in the face by several women. But no, not, not as an adult. I also, at, at this point, I wrote a note, all things end badly or else they wouldn't end. That's a great line. I think I went back to the Biden presser yeah. at this point. <laughs> Biden's law. <laughs> Biden's law. Everything ends badly. Otherwise, it would dead. She walks off. He's back at Jerry's the next day. Sits down in the booth. No latch between the vag for no. Brian here. He is right back at it. Hides with his face in a menu as she walks by. Then asks what the specials are. Toxic masculinity, by the way. Bet you never thought you'd see me again. Hoped is a better word. How dare he show his face right now? She says your sexy little smile is not going to work this time. That means it is going to work. That the moment she says something like that, you know, got him. Brings out food and dumps it on him. She wants me. She walks back in the kitchen and the, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the cook. The busboy. The busboy, whatever. That dude took every opportunity to fucking cheese it up for the camera. That was his one chance to be on camera in that movie. And he fucking owns it. Is that a means guy? I thought that was the same guy with the the Larry Bird mustache. Ronnie LaMaster. Ronnie LaMaster. (laughs) 
He really is Dan Cortez in Demolition Man. <laughs> That's incredible. His character, his motivation is stuck in the friend zone. <laughs> Just always probably going to business school to try to impress her. It's a great job of acting because all of that just radiates off the screen in three seconds. Now he's stalking her outside of work, gets down on his knees, asks for spare change. Tending to be blind. Oh, problematic. Straight dog can be loyal. Banter. Yeah. Wants to explain. She calls a taxi, cut to them walking into her apartment. Got her. Mm-hmm. She asks why he humiliated her like that in Jamaica. She saw him with the woman, calls him an asshole. He says it's not as bad as it seems. Whenever someone says it's not as bad as it seems, it's always worse than it seems. Or it's herpes. And then proceeds to describe the absolute worst. It's not just it's worse than it seems. It's like, you made it seem worse. Right. You went the extra mile. No, I was hustling her. <laughs> to win a bet. Well, Doug bet me that I couldn't fuck her. So no. I, I had to prove I could fuck her. You mean so little to me that I made a casual sex bet with my friends. <laughs> Why won't you give me another chance? <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't understand. When a guy makes a bet, you, you, you got to live up to it. You got to. A guy lays down a dare, you've got to take it. What? Okay. <laughs> What's that logic? Mansplaining at its finest. Now he says she was coming on too strong, too fast. He puts it on her. When the mansplaining doesn't work victim blame then he's sorry he got spooked he knows he can handle it now he won't get spooked again she says bet you i can spook you <laughs> she says oh you can handle it huh and at that point i said oh sex is definitely happening here nope and then three two one i can spook you no you can't i'm pregnant boom i'm spooked <laughs> So was I. It's mine. I'm only asking. Got away with words. This guy is such an asshole. Such a piece of shit. Shove up. What do you see? Run. Run, lady. He won't be bothered or burdened. He can still go out and make a million. She kicks him out, pushes him. And he says, you let me come here just so you could kick me out, didn't you? It's a good line. What's happening in this movie? He's a <laughs> psychopath. She said, mm-hmm, and then shook her head. No, she said, mm-hmm, which is really hard to do. It's really confusing. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, though, because he's like, why would you even tell me that if you wanted me out of your life? And she goes, because I knew it'd be the fastest way to get you out of my life. Boom. He doesn't say a word. And he runs faster out of frame than he does in any of the Mission Impossible movies. That's when his sprinting became invented. That's when he just became the, I'm going to book it. Confirmed. I'm out of here. Syracuse St. John's on the TV back at Pat's place. Steals money from Eddie. Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> Flat beer, rusty pipes. Was that game anachronistic? Cruz needs to talk, tells him he's going to be a father. Pat says the bar is closed and he kicks everybody out. Not good business model either, by the way. There's, no one knows how to run a fucking bar. Bunch of old cranky drunks that were not happy about that. You know better than come to a bartender for advice. What does that mean? It's the exclusive place of where he gets his advice all movie long. Right. His entire life philosophy is based on what bartenders are telling him. He comes from a lineage of bartenders. His best friend apparently is a bartender. It's all he knows. Well, no, he also knows multiple wars. (laughs) He does. He's been through multiple wars in 86. (laughs) The wars. The clone wars. (laughs) The console wars. (laughs) He was was in Japan. He's a veteran of the console wars. Pat says he can walk away from the whole thing. Cut to him banging on her door. The neighbor says she's at her parents' house. I thought he was going to fuck the neighbor. I got to be honest. I really Mm. thought he was just going to go bang the neighbor. Cocktease. We didn't acknowledge that Uncle Bartender 
is an amazing dirtbag in and of his own right. He's a bartender. He's a bartender in fucking Queens. Like, what did you expect? He says, she's not trying to shake you down. She's not trying to make you marry her. You don't care about her. You ain't got to do nothing. Congrats on the sex. This is the only Jamaica you need in your life. <laughs> <laughs> he checks in with the desk. By the way, her parents live on Park Avenue. She is rich after all. What a twist. Film noir. Film noir. What gave it away? The fact that she's a, a waitress at a diner but lives in a loft. With a massive art studio. And also goes to vacation in Jamaica. Yeah. Open-ended. Yeah. The butler lets him in. Her dad walks in the room. Oh, this dude keeps failing up like Frank Vogel. Won't shake his hand. She's not there, but he'd like to talk to Tommy Cruz. Cruz wants to stick by her. I hope you're not suggesting that you marry her. Not sure what we're going to do. We got a lot to talk about. The hell you do. <laughs> the hell you do. I'm Dick Moody. President of CBS. <laughs> <laughs> She's never been this unhappy. Who cares? See, dad tries to pay him off with 10K. Is that all your daughter's worth? Okay. How much will it take? I don't want your goddamn money. You can't be buy me out of Jordan's life. If he had dropped another zero on that thing. Cruz takes off, right? Yeah. 100K? Because he needs 75 to start his bar, right? So 100K would have got it done. 10K, I was like, that's not worth my time. And then you find out that the chapter in 10 Minute Entrepreneurs is knock up a rich girl and take bribe money from her dad. Too many things about them don't work. He says their kid needs a father. He says he deserves a second chance, which there is no evidence to back that up. She says no. He can barely be honest with himself. Honest? Were you so honest? Why'd you tell me you're the original rich chick? Not the point, buddy. Like, not like you have not read the situation at all. <laughs> she says, you're so hung up on money, I was afraid I'd never really know how you felt about me. Me! Then he rips the check up and asks for the way I feel about you. I guess you'll never know. And, and then, then he says, I am Queens Boulevard and walks away. <laughs> There's a line in there where she says, not one who won't be around in a year. And my stupid ass... I didn't know she was talking about him. I thought she meant she was getting an abortion. God damn. I was like, that's a grim way to... <laughs> I mean, this movie is dark, but not that dark. Although it was the 80s. Crowd trying to get into some place. I'm Bruce Springsteen's cousin. You look more like his couch. Ah, uh, banter. Uh, bar banter. Crew sneaks past with the... <laughs> like is bantered out. It's Coglin's place. He finds Doug as security chases him. My best friend in the world. My only friend. How does he not name the bar Coughlin's Law? That's a great question. How does he not name the bar Cocktails and Dreams? He fucking said that <laughs> at the beginning. How does the bar exist? Because it looks like a conventional bar, but then they go to the back and it's on a boat the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't understand. I don't understand the layout of this at all. This is the one time I could use some New York City exposition. <laughs> Wait till the trivia, boys. Cruz is there to pay off the debt. Kelly comes up, kisses Cruz on the mouth, and she makes out with basically everybody in the bar. She does. He's here to beg and plead for the job. Doug says to go somewhere where they can appreciate the bottles he brought. Attention. They go from the bar to a boat to another boat. I'm just rubbing my hands. All right. We're finally going to get to fucking, right? And they going to fuck is my next note. <laughs> As he's walking, he keeps telling people to get in there and spend some money. 
get in there, spend yeah. some money. And I said, spend some money. I'm going to start doing that for podcasts. Just tell me, get in there and listen to my podcast. Get in there and spend some money. <laughs> Clear out of what's about to happen on this boat. Your ship has come in. My ship's going down. This is an illusion, Michael. Yes, it is. Trick is what whores do for money. <laughs> yes. I'm on my ass. I haven't got a pot to piss in. Should have read the sacred books. Didn't know anything about insurance, sales tax, building code, labor costs, power <laughs> company, purchasing. He didn't think of paying fucking power bills <laughs> and linens. <laughs> he didn't think of purchasing alcohol for the bar he's going to run. He should have went to City College. Coglin's Law, no sales tax on alcohol. <laughs> he blew all his cash, but they're blowing through that fucking $500 brandy. Oh, my God. He's chugging that thing. Let it breathe. He said, it's been dead for 50 years. It can't breathe. It's a good line. Kelly comes down to the boat. He says she knows nothing about this, thinks he's a hero. She wants to go home. The luck is gone. The brain is shot. The liquor we still got. And he passes out. Cruz drives her home. Oh, boy. She wants him to walk her to the apartment. Hates going to that place alone. Mm-hmm. She wants to talk about Doug and his problems. Now they're in the apartment. Mm-hmm. And Doug says, you're incredible with women. Mm-hmm. You're a lady killer. Wants to know a secret weapon. What you see is what you get. Right here. You see it, bitch. What? And they didn't say that? No. Are you scouting again? (laughs) (laughs) Are you watching cocktails? (laughs) Cocktails. (laughs) T-A-L-E. She takes one look at me and she goes, oh my God. I've had the old bull. Now I want the young calf. And she grabs me by the wings. Shut the fuck up! They start making out, then he snaps out of it. Can't make it with my best friend's old lady. I don't like any of those words in that sentence. I don't like the idea of I'm making it. I don't like old lady. Oh, come on, Herc. You can't make it with your best friend's old lady. And he mansplains marriage to her, just for a good measure. He's thinking in his mind in that moment, she probably has crabs just based off of the information I'm working off of. Yep, mm. that's good math. That's the only reason he gets out of there. Coglin's voice is echoing in his head. <laughs> They'll hate you when you give them crabs. Crabs, 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 crabs. Coglin's Law. Penicillin, kid. <laughs> Some real disclosure vibes coming out of her. Says, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Acting his ass off. Then he goes to check on Doug on the boat. And this is when the movie turns. Because oh. he gets to the boat. I wrote a note. Oh, my God. It's about to happen. Mike, the floor is yours. No, 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 no. All right. So I'm only here. <laughs> Because of one thing that happens in this movie that is so unexpected, and I just wanted the honest reaction of the guys of Cinephobe. What is Cinephobe? It's a podcast you're listening to, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Ascertain. Amin's actually watching Ascertain right now. (laughs) Ascertain. Same note too, bro. Cineprobe. So I do not remember this from this movie at all. I do. So when he walks in, I was expecting Doug to be fucking somebody. Doug has his throat slit, broken bottle everywhere. There is a pool of blood that then Tom Cruise dips his hands in like he's making cement handprints on fucking Hollywood Boulevard. You don't respect the boulevard and you don't respect the fans. Is this blood? What did you think it was? Brandy. I mean, were you shocked by this turn of events in this film? Film noir. I did not see that happening. He starts yelling his ass off. Help me. Somebody help me! Was this the moment that you guys realized, wait a second, this isn't a (laughs) rom-com? I felt like it was definitely a comedy, but I didn't think the romance was there anymore. (laughs) 
corners there, bag up the body. Now he's walking down the street. There are hookers everywhere. He sits at a diner. He's drinking coffee. Funeral time. He comes home to a big shot of a giant Super Bowl pendant over the apartment door. He still has the same apartment. He was in Jamaica for two years. Same note too, bro. How is he still paying for this? No, 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 no. That's his parents' place. In Queens? Remember then his uncle say? Oh, oh okay. it's his mom's place. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He opens up some mail. Kelly says that Doug left this for him. It's a letter. What? When did he write this letter? Like, what the fuck? Dearest Brian, guy like me looks in the mirror. He either grins or he starts to fade away. I haven't seen a grin in a long time. Not the most graceful exit. I know when the bottle's empty. Only thing I'm really going to miss are the conversations we had going. <laughs> At least I get the last word, even if I have to mail it. Coglin's Law. Bury the dead. They stink up the joint. As for the rest of Coglin's Laws, ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I was full of shit. The guy's always full of shit. Then he laughs. Did he write that he was laughing in the letter? Did he write LOL? <laughs> this is one of my favorite Hollywood tropes. The laugh and then to say, but I guess you already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Cruz is losing his ass. Sees the cocktails and dreams drawing on the wall. Storms into a Park Avenue building. They won't let him up. He just wants to talk. He fakes like he's leaving, then bum rushes the elevator. This is back when they didn't have sensors. This is the thing I don't like about elevator movies. Yeah. Never works that way. He barges in. The butler tells him where she is. He goes in there. And then the butler says, hey, you can't go in there. I thought you were just curious. This butler is looking for work tomorrow. I just imagine butler internal monologue. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. Well, when you spend your whole job trying to be polite, you know, it's hard to reverse that program. You could kick people out. Tells her that Doug is dead. He killed himself. He was my best friend. Great icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I know you thought that I was just a big walking red flag, but hey, Doug killed himself, so I'm good. Now I've got some trauma to deal with, yeah. Not at all something to be concerned about. It means I'm right now. Yeah. Doug killed himself. My best friend, who I idolize and followed in his footsteps, killed himself. I'm ready for you to take me back on. There will be no more dares to me go fuck rich women. So, you know, that hurdle's gone. (laughs) You laid that one on the floor. That chapter is closed in my life. That's who I used to be. That's the old me. Now that Doug is dead because he killed himself with a bottle that I bought him. Mm. Totally good. Won't need therapy. I made out with his wife a little bit. A little bit. As he was bleeding to death. But we didn't fuck. So we're good. Because I wouldn't fuck my best friend's old lady i learned from the past but if you don't take me back i'll head right over there right now so you just let just let me know (laughs) crabs be damned (laughs) you can pick those out right she needs a shoulder to cry on your move (laughs) take it or leave it i got this move the women love where i tickle them off the bed they (laughs) fucking love it it's right after i reverse 69 them (laughs) you ever been 96 (laughs) in between swigs of champagne champagne Perfume going in, sewage coming out. Too proud to show how he felt until it was too late. Tom Cruise doesn't want to make the same mistake. He saved money, worked out alone with Pat, can turn into something great. He loves her, wants to marry her. Loved her since the first moment he saw her. Not true. That's a lie. Not at all. Not at all true. There's no love here. Dad barges in, calls him a loser. Security grabs him, pulls him out. He's got his doorman and his butler trying to fight Tom Cruise. (laughs) Ex-military bartender from Queens. (laughs) (laughs) The deck is stacked. And then when Jordan gets involved, he tells the doorman to stop his daughter. (laughs) I'll cut you off. 
first and foremost, Tom Cruise shakes the shit out of her when she doesn't want to listen to him. Shakes the shit out of her. Yo, she's pregnant, bro. Cocktail. <laughs> it's, it's his move. He stirs her next. And he flips her behind his back and catches her with the other hand. <laughs> then the butler and doorman come in. And if you guys want to say the butler's looking for work tomorrow. <laughs> the doorman is done. This man starts slapping the shit out of her. Like, what are you doing? And then Tom Cruise, in the excellent pivot, goes, she's pregnant. Get your fucking hands off her. She's pregnant. Only I can do that. Didn't have to be this way, you know. Security punches Cruise. Cruise punches him. She hugs him. They leave. You're on your own. Boom. That's the only way I want it. And I wanted the dad to say, nigga, I wasn't talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) He's clearly talking to his daughter. You're on your own. And this should be in the brochure for City College. (laughs) (laughs) Pat is toasting the bride and his nephew. They're dancing. I couldn't figure out if she had had the baby yet. She's drinking. I don't know what's going on. I know time has passed because he's wearing a bolo tie. <laughs> She's not pregnant yet, but she will be in it about five minutes. You realize we're both completely insane. Yes. You're probably going to want to divorce me in three weeks. No, you'll probably want to divorce me. I'll get fat and ugly. Just as long as you don't get too fat, I'm going to get very fat and you're going to love it. Better. <laughs> Did Ronnie LaMaster get invited to the wedding? (laughs) He's just there in the corner stewing. I searched for him in the crowd. I was like, come on, Ronnie. Well, Eddie is there with the bitch waitress from the beginning of the movie. So those two characters came back. This is the weirdest love story I've ever seen on cinema. There is nothing that really brings them together outside of this mistake of a child. Mistake of a child? Hold on. (laughs) Wait, there's more. Well, first, if you guys were wondering whether or not the poetry was done in this movie, it's not. Because the crowd wants a poem. Well, this poem is entitled Flanagan's Advice to His Unborn Child. Now, if Jordan gives birth to a fine Irish son, there'll be cocktails and dreams for him one day to run. A business that shall yield a financial windfall. It better! To be franchised in every suburban shopping mall. A dynasty! You're founding a dynasty! Relax, Bob Myers. Okay, it's yeah. nice. I wrote Joe Lacob. It's not going to last as long as you think. If a daughter arrives to bless our clan, I guess the shit will certainly hit the fan. But this I shall promise to thee. I'll never let her marry a guy like me. Still... If our child's the naughtiest of girls or the wildest of young men, I swear I'll be the best dad I can and never, ever get spooked again. Did he turn his Uncle Pat's bar into Flanagan's Cocktails and Dreams? Yeah, I I think so, because it looks exactly alike. Or is it a new location? I think it was a Friday's. (laughs) He just bought Friday's. And And this is how Ruby Tuesdays was born. (laughs) Bet I can spook you. She whispers to him. He says, Fast forward, we're on the island of Fiji. (laughs) (laughs) Drinks around the house. The bar is open. Uncle Pat goes, no! (laughs) Credits. What trivia do we have? It was based on a semi-autobiographical novel, but they also made him write 40 versions of the script. 40? So it was heavily changed. What? Four zero forty. Well, you know what they say: the first thirty-nine times. Yeah, that's all they say. <laughs> they just say they're too tired to finish the Goblin's line. Law. The first thirty-nine times, <laughs> throw them out. 
It's the 40th one you want. 40th time's a charm. One of my favorite things about this movie is that apparently Tom Cruise was not the first choice. Whoa. Okay, so these are the names they actually offered it to, and they said, no, can't do it because I have a conflict. Tom Hanks, Matthew Broderick, Bill Murray. They all got offered. Bill Murray's too old at this point, isn't he? Can you imagine Bill Murray in any of these scenes? No. Here are the people they considered for the role. Ted McGinley, Keanu Reeves, Rob Lowe. Steve Gutenberg? No. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Not. Jeff Bridges and my favorite, John Travolta. Oh, man. Run it back. Oh, this could have been a Travolta ass <laughs> movie, man. Twins, oh my God. For <laughs> <laughs> the role of Doug, they considered Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, Michael Caine, Dudley Moore. <laughs> Moore's, they're just looking for an accent there, right? Some kind of accent. And finally, the one that they actually wanted, Paul Newman, because they wanted to recreate the like color of money chemistry or whatever. Now, in terms of the woman that eventually went to Elizabeth Shue, you got Heather Graham, turned it down. Jennifer Grey, might remember her from Footloose. Did you just say Jennifer Grey from Footloose? Isn't she from Footloose? Nobody puts baby in a corner? It's Dirty Dancing, my dirty friend. Dirty Dancing. Ah, oh, same shit. Same fucking movie. Two Americas. Demi Moore. Ali Sheedy from War Games. Breakfast Club. Daryl Hannah from Splash. 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 Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City. From Striking Distance. Future Cinephobe. Jennifer Jason Leigh from Ozark. Yep, that's what she's known for. Ozark. Good call. And Jodie Foster from Contact. And don't forget... Molly Ringwald. The worst possible version of this movie is Molly Ringwald as Jordan, Steve Gutenberg as Brian Flanagan, and Dudley Morris <laughs> as Goglin's Law. Actually, you know what? File. I'm, I'm in on that movie. <laughs> I kind of want to see that movie. One more name I forgot. Robin Williams. Oh. As Brian. Jennifer Jason Lee's not in Ozark. <laughs> She's not? No. Yeah, that's Thor Linney. The Mean Recounts White People is an amazing game on this show. <laughs> Cocktail won two Golden Raspberry Awards for Worst Picture and Worst Screenplay. Cruise is nominated Worst Actor, Donaldson Worst Director. Cruise became the first, and as of 2020, only actor to star in a Worst Picture Razzie winner and Best Picture Oscar winner in the same year. Oh, wow. And Rain Man. How about that? Which was the number one movie in terms of worldwide box office, 1988. Also, Twins, number five on that list, previous cinephobe. Mm. Gina Gershon stated in a podcast interview that during their bed scene, Tom Cruise knew she was extremely ticklish and tickled her so hard they fell off the bed. In fact, that was what we saw in the movie. That was a take right there. Almost every bottle that's handled is a bottle of Bacardi. Term for flamboyant tending of bar in the movie is flair bartending and acrobatic bartending skill. The bottle of Louis XIII in 1988, $500, which in today's money is $1,100. But buy a bottle of Louis XIII today, even if you get it from Costco, somewhere in the vicinity of $3,600. The correct name for the plastic bit on the end of shoelaces is an aglet, not a flugelbinder, which is a word they made up for this movie. Tom Cruise got sick from swimming in the extremely hot waters of Jamaica. Were they in Jamaica? The Weren't they? Boat Restaurant, Welcome to Cinephobe, latest ever submission for Welcome to Cinephobe. Zach, you asked, what is this boat restaurant? I thought it looked familiar, and I looked it up. It is literally next to my old high school. I used to walk by it every day to go to get to the bus stop, probably a little bit north of 25th Street on the FDR. Oh, shit. That really clears it up for me. It is an actual restaurant. What you saw, that wasn't like Hollywood tricks where, oh, they would use one set here and another set there. It is an actual real restaurant 
that has a front facade that looks like a restaurant. You walk up, you walk up into it, but the actual restaurant itself sits in a boat on the water. Wow. Tom Cruise admitted cocktail is not my crowning jewel. In Brett Easton Ellis' novel American Psycho, Patrick Bateman catches an elevator with Tom Cruise and commends him on his performance in the movie Bartender. And the number one best trivia of... This movie, in 1987, when Tom Cruise was in pre-production for Cocktail, he met his wife, Mimi Rogers. It was during this period that he got into Scientology. Ah, so that's why the eyes look like that. Mimi Rogers' father, Phil Spickler, turned out to be an incredibly close friend of the founding father of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard, and through their close relationship, Mimi Rogers was a respected auditor. A lot of time on boats in this movie as well. Boats and hoes. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Ass on, ass off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Ass on, I had Dulcie the drunk friend. Yep. What did you do to her? That's going to be tough to beat. Hey, they're going to give you a shot of such and such. Ugh. I can't drink anymore. Why, why did she become deputy dog? <laughs> <laughs> File. Deputy Dulcie. <laughs> deputy Dulcie. Yeah, Dulcie's going to sweep it. Ass off. I had Brian Brown as Coglin's Law. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Zach, what you got? I had the, the bus boy. I thought the bus boy was fantastic. <laughs> Mike. Yuppie poet. <laughs> mm. I like that one better. <laughs> I believed he was a yuppie and a poet. I had the sculptor oh. when his sculpture fell. Fuck, that's a good one, too. <laughs> the way he crawled and picked it up. Uh, oh, man. What do we got, guys? That's four different answers. Brian Brown's got to go. My man he was Coughlin awful. Was, yes. <laughs> he got him acting. Is he talking about Maze? What? They gave him all this ridiculous-ass dialogue. Maybe it was just the accent, but it sounded great coming out of his mouth. And I believed none of it. <laughs> He's full of shit. You didn't believe that he was a piece of shit womanizing <laughs> bartender? What do you mean? I didn't believe that he was a bartender. He doesn't serve one fucking drink in that movie. <laughs> I'll go sculptor over yuppie poet. I forgot yeah. about the sculptor. I'll go sculptor. sculptor. Yeah. The look on his face, man. Yeah. <laughs> he killed in that scene. Consensus. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like baseball mitt, like a glove. I hope. Golden Dumpster nominees the book How to Turn Your Idea into a Million Dollars. Goglin's Law. Well, you wait till you've given them crabs. Then you'll really know hatred. <laughs> Brian's obituary for himself. Oh, my God. Flair bartending. Oh, God. This has got to be the peak in any film. Cell, Cell block. block. The club you go to where everyone clamors for poetry and ignores drinking or music. Or try to murder Jean-Claude Van Damme in a prison fight. <laughs> Kokomo and Don't Worry, Be Happy. Back-to-back bangers. When he tosses the lit matchbook, oh, the museum good. fight, and proctologist dream, wall-to-wall assholes. Mike Ryan, you're our guest. What is your golden dumpster? Oh. Coglin's Law. <laughs> Coglin's Law. It's, it's going to stay with me, I think. I really hate the way Coughlin is spelled. Yeah. Coughlin. Yeah. It's, it's spelled like Tom Coughlin. Yeah. That's why all those Giants posters are all over the set. Coughlin's in the machine? I mean, my golden dumpster. I'm really struggling between 
Coglin's Law, the fight at the end with the doorman and the butler. Oh. <laughs> and then my third thing is him trying to save Dulcie on the beach, but then giving us little lines and shit in between. And then it says, go get a phone and call an ambulance. Motherfucker, that's what she ran up to tell you to do. You just wasted 20 minutes this girl's life to do shtick and no one is at the bar to do shtick perfume going in to do david caruso and csi <laughs> miami <laughs> wow yeah i think i'm gonna go with that the beach rescue my pick is cell block the club where you go <laughs> to hear yuppie and bartender poetry and that's the bottom line i'm gonna go with the match move because I legitimately stood up off my couch when he tosses that lit match over there near all the open alcohol and on the little bamboo hut and everything. I was so impressed by that move. That is going to get you some pussy. Like, that move is incredible. Did you stand up like Scarface with the cigar <laughs> clenching your mouth as you clapped? I mean, it was it was a weed pen, but yeah, it was the same thing. But you know what? Let's give Mike the distinction. Mike, you basically picked it, motherfucker. So, Bulber file. Coughlin's Law, <laughs> if we're judging this off of the basis that it's a rom-com, phobe, but it is my favorite movie about eking your way through life and failing up by just chasing sugar mamas. So in that respect, in a category all its own, when you add the suicide file. You know what we did there? Film noir. Give us a little twist there. <laughs> I mean... Bulber file. Uh, this is, movie was like 17 hours long. God, it's a long movie. I don't know what it's about. You had to rent it. <laughs> there are no redeeming characters. Everyone's a piece, piece of shit. Hold on. The fucking bus boy is redeeming, all right? And Rodney LaMaster. Those are the only two guys in the movie. Yeah. Rodney LaMaster. <laughs> this one's a strong vote for me, guys. I never want to watch this movie again. Maze? When I remember Cocktail before this rewatch... The flair bartending seemed like it lasted a lot longer. We really right. only got two scenes of them at TGI Fridays flipping that shit around. And then only one and a half scenes at Cell Block because the second time they just have a fight and nearly gets cut with a bottle. I felt like it was supposed to be like uh, they rise to the top. Literally one time a bald dude comes up to their bar and, and gives them a job. And so you got talent. <laughs> Come to cell block. I heard about you on the street. I was reading the paper. Maze, are you saying that somehow you wanted more bottle acrobatics and for that to be the cause that they would rags to riches yes i've got the hottest place in town but i decided to come here to happy hour at tgi friday for the jack daniels menu i, I heard the, the potato skins are amazing <laughs> I, like, I kept sitting there i'm like well, how does this make sense who makes who becomes rich and famous off of fucking throwing bottles in the air that's how i know you don't have the talent you got it and you got it turns out they're actually terrible at doing the actual flair bartending they were bobbling everything and shattering bottles i'm sure left and right on set the love story if you can call it that doesn't show up until 40 minutes in and then it's just summer camp island romance they have sex under a waterfall i love elizabeth shoe tom cruise does his tom cruise thing i enjoyed brian brown apparently nobody else did it's right on the borderline but i think i will file it i would watch it again it's not a movie about bartending there's no romance there's a lot of lust it's a lust comedy the suicide might be the funniest thing in the in the movie <laughs> that's the hardest side i laughed yeah at. it's tough when he puts his hand in the blood it, it's <laughs> he just puts it I right laughed. in there yeah 
like he's getting like brownie batter out of a bowl or something. Like he just <laughs> really dives into it. But I made myself a promise decades ago that I would never phobe a movie with Gina Gershon in it. Coglin's Law. Coglin's <laughs> Law. You don't phobe a Gina Gershon movie. So I filed Showgirls. I filed the goods. I'm filing Cocktail, a.k.a. The Bartender. Fuck you guys then. Well, make sure you drop in your ass on your ass off, your golden dumpster, and your phobe file at Darth Amin, at Talk Hoops, at Corn Puzzle. And you can always drop it in the Discord if you're a patreon.com slash count the dings member. Make sure you're checking out Levitard Show and Friends Network. The Dan Levitard Show with Stugatz. What do we got? We got Mystery Crate, Brockmeyer Podcast, uh, which is fantastic. Thank you. Did you mention stupidity? Stupidity. And then I think that's that's it. Right? No, no, there's I don't a, there's think a, there's anything else. No, there's on the definitely network. one other don't yeah, think there's, there's definitely one other remember. podcast on the network. Cinephile! What? Next time we make love. You introduce me to Jade. guys rom-com month is over man it felt like it just got we just got started and now it's already done feels like it's been four movies ah it feels like more than four movies but that's just me can you guys hear the chainsaw in the background sure can it sounds great (laughs) close the door (laughs) sorry we're chainsawing inside (laughs) in my house this week we are we're getting work done must be nice you gotta keep up with the joneses that's what they say Uh, so Rom-com month is over. It's time to pick a new month, a new theme for a month. And we got a lot of a lot of requests, guys. A lot of requests to sift through. A lot, yeah. And they're good. And many of them have made their way onto the spreadsheet as future months. Some of them suck, though. Name one that sucked. Vacuum month? No one said vacuum month. But it would suck. Well, I mean, if it worked. In which case, it wouldn't suck, right? If it works. All right, just pick the <laughs> what's What's the next month? Wesley Snipes. Whoa! Wesley Snipes. Whoa! We're doing Snipes month, boys. We're in the uh, drop zone. Huh? Although that's not my pick. Oh. My pick is not drop zone. But guys, we've already done the fan and money train. Are we sure that Wesley Snipes has more material for Cinephobe? I got five picks alone, man. Just me. I've got a pick. But Zach has accused me in the group chat of stealing his picks. So we have You steal picks. You steal picks. Independently sent our picks to Mays. Mm-hmm. Mays, I'm going to reveal the pick I'm going with right now. Well, wait, I have a question. I have a question for Mays. Uh-huh. Is it a same note two bro situation? In the case of the Wesley Snipes pick, you two do not have the same note. Whoa! Okay, yeah. How about that? Well, guess what, Maury? I'm throwing a twist into this because I didn't send my pick. Yeah, so here we go. Film noir. That's right. I sent an (laughs) erroneous pick to throw you off the scent. My actual pick. Why? What does that have to do with anything? Why would that work? He's going to steal the pick after all. Of course he is. But why is it like that doesn't make any sense. This was your system. Oh, no, no. This was your proposed system that you implemented and you fucked it up. I know. I didn't fuck it up. This is the genius at work. Yeah. What? That doesn't make any sense. Follow along, kids. It makes all the sense. I'd like you to just make the fucking pick so I can go about my day. 1998. What? 
a movie that was produced and executive produced and starring Wesley Snipes. What? Future Sport. Starring Wesley Snipes, Dean Kane, and Vanessa Williams. <laughs> what Boom. Is, what are you doing? Is this even available? <laughs>